Welcome to Radio 62, the radio for the future, brought to you from Susie, Asul, Elodie and Celeste. William Shakespeare once said, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players, and one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. It's now your time to act and be responsible. Today on the radio you have the one and only Ekaterina Ivanova working on the Domaine de la Rose, acquired by Lancôme in Grasse, to discuss about brand statement and ingredient sourcing. And in order to warm up our guest of honor, we would like to ask, if you could have any green superhero power, what power would you have and why? Hello, everyone. So I guess if I had any green superhero power, it would be for me trying and bring back all of the wildlife species that disappeared over the last 100 years and creating a sort of a Noah's Ark for biodiversity. Um, why? Well, I think we all know that wildlife population really dropped by more than 60% over the last 50 years. We have nine species that disappeared just last year, and we're really losing the wildlife and biodiversity that is truly vital to the uh, 8 billion people that are living on this planet. And despite her superpower, Katia is also the development manager of Domaine de la Rose, the new home of Lancôme in the south of France. And she's in charge of the strategy, renovation, and day-to-day -day life of this organic estate. Now for the second question, back to serious matters. The acquisition of an estate in Grasse, the perfume capital of the world, is an achievement to say the least. What fueled the choice of this green acquisition in particular for Lancôme, Ekaterina? So, you know, the rose has been the icon of Lancôme since 1935. It has been our color, it has been a powerful active ingredient, and it is also our olfactive signature. So we have to make it sure it is sourced sustainably. And before Grasse, we already had fields in Valençol, which is a few kilometers away from Grasse, where we grow exclusive white Lancôme rose for skincare. We also had solidarity sourcing of the Damascena rose for skincare and fragrances in Bulgaria and in Turkey, where we empowered local women communities. But we didn't have a sourcing for the queen of fragrant roses, which is the Centifolia rose, which is key for a brand that is born as a perfumer. So it is very rare to have a field in Grasse also, because it's um, kind of comparable to the Champagne region, where, you know, the qualitative soils are very rare and often they're transmitted from one generation to another. And it is also almost impossible to find organic flower culture because the yielding is so low already. You need 800 kilos of roses to produce one kilo of concrete for fragrance. So it's even lower when you grow them organically. So this approach is really about quality and not quantity. So when we found out that there was an estate with four hectares of roses that was cultivated for more than five centuries, that was cultivated sustainably for more than 70 years by pioneers of organic agriculture in Grasse, and that was already certified by Ecoser, there was no doubt, and this was our new home. So Françoise Yeman, the general manager of Lancôme, visited the estate, uh, and she immediately felt under the charm, and she, she decided to never leave. So this is how it happened. So Ekaterina, you're talking about this charm, uh, about this place. It would be great if you could maybe describe this domain, uh, take us there, well, what do we see, what are the people working there, what are the specific choices for this land, uh, so we can really immerse ourselves and dream about this land. Uh, so if you close your eyes, I think the first thing you would hear is the sound of birds and water. Um, there's a big variety of birds and we are actually collaborating with uh, La Ligue de la Protection des Oiseaux, which is an uh, international organization for the protection of birds. And we are carrying out an inventory. 
And we found out that our stage shelters more than 15 bird species, and among which we have two endangered species. And this inventory is super precious because it enriches the region's knowledge of, of its wildlife and will be the true foundation to the Grasse Atlas of Biodiversity. And then you would hear the sign of water, uh, more or less everywhere in the estate, because we have two water springs running through the estate, which means that there is great hydrology and our flowers are never thirsty. And the water from these springs is collected in an ancient retention pond. And so the estate is fully irrigated with that natural water, which means that we are totally water sufficient on the estate. Okay, so when you open your eyes, what you see first would be hundreds of meters of dry wallstone terraces, which is a kind of a unique architectural heritage typical in the south of France. And these stone terraces are centuries old and they're fabulous natural shelters for biodiversity. And then if, as you walk through your estate, what you would smell is roses, a lot of roses, May roses and Santifolia roses, um, irises, jasmine, verbena, tuberose smell of lavender, smells of mint and rosemary, and basically all of the uh, emblematic, aromatic species and fragrant plant of the grass region. And finally, if you open all of your senses, you'd be able to taste various fruits. We have figs, plums and cherries, and there are really a lot of trees on the estate. Uh, it's actually what we call polyculture, and it is thanks to the root of these trees that actually structure the soil that the absorption of nutrients is really easy for the soil, which makes it fertile and very healthy. So we heard that the place is full of beautiful, one-of-a-kind ingredients. Could you tell us a bit more about the sourcing and how to make sustainability attractive, desirable, through an authentic project? So I, I think sustainability does not, um, is not an opposite to luxury. I think it really is the new luxury. It is becoming true in all fields. It's, uh, it's true in traveling, with eco-houses being the new norm of luxury traveling. It's true in fashion. It also is true in beauty. And I think fragrances are no exception because especially after COVID, we realized that women really want to know what's in their fragrance. They want to make responsible choices. And also they want to know where their money is going in, in terms of uh, selective fragrances. So when you think about the fact that 800 kilos of roses are needed to make one kilo of concrete for fragrance, I think this truly is luxury. Um, and I think to, to bring an authentic project to consumers and really encapsulate what we're doing, you need consistency, transparency, and honesty. And grass, of course, for Lancôme is not the answer to everything, but it is a very important first step that we need to leverage. So um, we have two launches upcoming um, for Lancôme that basically leverage the raw materials and the roses of the estate that will celebrate the opening of the estate next year. Uh, and I think they're, they're both quite representative of this, um, of this spirit because we have a new faction of our Levier Belle pillar in a uh, breakthrough 100% recyclable outer packaging that is 100% made of biocellulose. And we also have a re-edition of an iconic signature fragrance, which is called uh, Mille et une Rose, that is made with 95% of natural ingredients. So what I'm saying is that you need consistency in the launch and, you know, taking organic roses from a field, uh, you need to make sure that uh, the packaging is consistent, that the launch is consistent, and that you carry out that spirit of uh, transparency, everything you do. That's super inspiring, thank you. And uh, what can you tell us about the ingredients sourcing at Grasse? So in Grasse, we are growing organic uh, flowers, among which, of course, the majority of the estate is dedicated to Centifolia roses, also known as May roses, because they only bloom once a year in May. Uh, we will also have irises, jasmine and lavender in the years to come. And for the sourcing, I think what is interesting is that in addition to the roses being used as flowers for fragrances, our ambition is really to use all parts of the rose. So we will use flowers in May for fragrances. And then in December, instead of throwing away the rose wood that has to be cut from rose bushes, we will use it to extract a powerful active ingredient for absolute skincare range. And it's actually called upcycling, which means that nothing is lost on the, on the estate. 
uh, and all of the organic waste actually is upcycled to become an active ingredient in uh, our launches in skincare. Wow, so inspiring. I just want to teleport myself there right now. <laughs> what are your tips and tricks to succeed in an acquisition of a domain? I think for any brand and, and you know big brands such as Lancôme, it really taught us how to think differently. Um, and I think there's five principles that, that we try to, uh, to develop while working on the acquisition. You have to be respectful of the legacy that is a land because it is given to us by nature and we are responsible for this legacy. So we have to take care of it. Second thing is you have to be humble and you have to work with nature and not against it. Uh, you have to respect it and you have to give it all of, its, uh, all, of, all, all of the care possible. Three, you have to be patient and you have to work with the cycles of nature. And this, I think to me, coming from uh, you know, seven years of marketing uh, at Lancôme was really something of a challenge. So you have to just wait for the roses to bloom and to flower and for the nature to take its time. Uh, fourth thing that is super important, you have to be nice to people. You have to be nice to your new neighbors in Grasse because you are a new brand coming to a small region. So you have to be well uh, liked and respected. And you also have to be nice internally because for... You know, this kind of um, unusual project, you need help from a lot of people. You are basically dependent on an area of more than 20 different expertises that you rely on, but that you have no idea how to do. So, yeah, nice and humble. Five, I'd say you have to be always ready for surprises and have your sleeves rolled up to, uh, to be ready no matter what. Thank you. Wow. Great, great pointers for, for other brands to get inspired. Another question we have is, if you could give us three inspirational co-superheroes that made this all possible. I think the, the hero that I want to talk about first is our Rose Horty culturalist uh, that is called Antoine Leclerc, uh, whose family has lived in Grasse for centuries and who is uh, originated uh, from the region. He is the one that has rebuilt, renovated and replanted our estate with great passion and humility. Um, he's been cultivating flowers for more than 20 years. He has taught us so much about the cycles of nature, about how you take care of a land, about how you give it its best and hope that if it gives back its best to you. And, you know, he practically lives on the estate and he is our land's eyes and ears and he has been so instrumental into making all of our ambitions happen. And then I think the two um, god fairies of the project internally are Karine Lebret, the director of the olfactive team, because she was the one who actually spotted this, this estate. Uh, years ago, and she was the one to bring it to the to the group and actually offering it to Lancôme because it was an estate uh, where roses uh, were blooming. And I guess Françoise, of course, for the trust that she gave me and the whole project team on this very unusual project that gets us all way out of our comfort zones and what we're doing on a daily day on a day-to-day -day basis. I think those are the three superheroes of the project. But actually, you know, the team that works on the project, I think. Uh, on a daily basis, I work with more than 40 superheroes. And when you build this kind of a project, it's sort of a building a new company, but you have no idea how it operates. You have no idea what your area of expertise is. So it's all people from, you know, finance and real estate, legal teams, olfactive team, communication teams and corporate responsibility, the perfumers. There's been an exceptional team of, uh, of fairy godmothers. Well, talking about fairy godmothers, if you had a magic wand, is there something that you wish you had known prior to starting the project? There, there would be so much, honestly. If, uh, if there's something I, I wish I had known, it would have been everything, and it, it would have been, it would have been impossible. Um, because every day on this project, I thought I, I knew something. I just ended up getting further and further from my comfort zone, uh, and learning about new areas. So, 
honestly, I loved every day of not knowing and just learning from the humble and inspiring people with, you know, areas of expertise I never thought I'd learn about. So the most inspiring part to me was actually knowing nothing and learning everything. I think this is a very rare and very precious for a big company and a big brand like ours because it's very it's very humbling. And then two, you know, I I guess what I would I what I would have done differently is just choosing appropriate footwear when you walk on a muddy soil after weeks of rain so that you not fall down um, in the roses and also you know I guess getting a driver's license to get to the country actually not wait for a taxi in the in the land of grass. So you've been telling us about this magical magical land and magical project and kind of going into the unknown and doing this basically kind of with your, a blindfold. So it's time for a little game because I imagine the project hasn't been so magical all the time. So could you give us a fun fact of this complicated, perhaps complex at times project and process? Uh, so I think one, there were a lot, but one really funny, refreshing anecdote that we had is um, when we started sort of, you know, cleaning the estate and renovating the estate, we have neighbors, of course. Uh, and so one of our neighbors was not very pleased with the continuous sound of the electric brush cutter. So, you know, we thought about how to stay in good terms with the neighbors because we're new to the area. We're L'Oréal, so we wanted, of course, to be, uh, to be respected and well with, uh, with the neighbors. And we also had to take care of the estate because if you not get rid of the of the weeds, well, you know, no roses are going to grow. So what we decided is that we brought a family of sheep. We had three mothers with the little ones uh, on the estate. And so they helped us get rid of the weeds and fertilized. And then because we are Lancôme, we made them trésor and bad and happy. And um, I guess, you know, getting sheep out in the morning is something I never thought I'd, I'd be doing in my life. So <laughs> that was a really fun, fun thing to do. <laughs> Amazing. So Ekaterina, we thank you for your time today and your future availability. Should our listener want to contact you for advice? We hope to see you all soon on our next episode of uh, L'Oréal for the Future Radio 62. Over and out from Radio 62 at Seine 62. Keep moving, keep moving.